You're listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. My name is Ali Salama, and I'm truly honored today to be having a conversation with someone that I've actually known for quite a while now. When I knew that person, I didn't quite just see how incredible her impact would be. Um, and sometimes just walking the walk with someone just touches your heart and soul because they actually give you hope, they give you ambition, and they give you a new breath of oxygen to keep going and believe in in what sometimes the world tells you is too far-fetched. Mulk Saeed is our guest for today and, um, you know, she leads Eid Wahda, which is a foundation in Egypt that sort of tackles all issues, sexual harassment, domestic violence. It's basically the warm community that allows women and soon men to get the help they need, the resources they need, and to know where they stand to be able to live and continue life in a manner that they deserve because they're human. Eid Wahda means one hand and it's just truly, truly, truly an honor to have Mulk today because we walked the walk, you know, when the journey started initially and I just couldn't be so proud of this, this, this woman I know who has flourished and has emerged so much stronger and in today's conversation, we'll be talking about everything. How she started, the challenges she's faced, how she now, you know, has a great team, what it takes to truly become a change maker and truly be there and build a community around a sensitive topic that many people shy away from. So without further ado, this is Molk Said, and it is an honor to have you, Molk today and share this conversation with our audience. So before I dive into this episode, I just want to say this is a really quick shout out to my friend Ash, who is playing the music right now. This is Daydream, stream it everywhere on Apple, Spotify, you name it. Um, I'm also very grateful that Empathy Always Wins is the third most downloaded podcast in Egypt which is crazy. I mean, I didn't really imagine this starting the show, but without you guys, this would not be possible. So feel free to keep rating, keep leaving those reviews and submitting those, um, yeah, submitting those reviews and supporting this show. Tell your friends about it, share it with those you know, and uh, if you have a guest in mind, shoot me a DM on Instagram too, because I really wanna make sure that this is the world's youth leadership and mental health show empowering all us young change makers to really know how to take that step forward and live a life that we feel is purposeful and meaningful. All right, we'll end it there. This is Mulk Saeed, ladies and gentlemen, and let's hop into Empathy Always Wins. <laughs> Mulk, thank you so much for, for coming on Empathy Always Wins. Uh, I really don't have much of an uh, explanation when it comes to introducing you, introducing you so... Please feel free to introduce yourself before we jump into the meaty and the nitty gritty part of the show. Who is Mulk and what is Eid Wahda? Uh, thank you so much, Ali, for having me. And I feel so lucky to, to, to be on this show finally. Um, so Mulk is just a, 
a, a regular girl. I uh, started um, Eid Wahda in, uh, in June uh, 2020. And since, alhamdulillah, I've been doing, we've been doing really well. I've been expanding. It started off as um, a social support platform to engage, enable, and empower women and girls. Um, mostly focused on uh, the Middle East, Taban Egypt. And um, I wanted to start something where women and girls have access, regardless of where they live, uh, their backgrounds, uh, their social status, none of that matters. So um, that's the whole point of Eid Wahda. And that's why I called it Eid Wahda. It's because for the first time, there's we do not you do not we do not label there are no labels involved mm. um as for myself i uh, i worked i'm i worked in different law firms i worked at un women and uh, basically i realized that um i had a different calling and it took some time until I realized exactly what I wanted to do. But uh, luckily, things are basically falling into place on their own. It doesn't come like that that easy, though, right? Like following no. and all that. Can you talk to Not at all. about that? Because I feel like someone listening to us maybe... No, maybe no, you know... that online and maybe sees, you know, the work that you're doing and maybe is very inspired. I mean, I'm very inspired, but like... Me, I know you on a personal level, though, but a lot of people <laughs> don't. Uh, how does it, Yani? How did it all fall into place for you? You know the saying when you need to basically kiss many frogs until you find your prince. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically that's basically the same thing when it comes to understanding what you're meant to do in this life. You know, you need to you need to go through ups and downs. You need to try doing different things you need to hit rock bottom and you need to lift yourself back up and sometimes you just feel like you know what um i'm not passionate about anything there's nothing there's nothing i'm really interested in so it is what it is and i'm just going to chill in life or or find any job that makes um and me to khalas but um i think the the hardest thing is to push through and to follow through during these difficult times because then when you actually realize your life path that's what i call it you basically there's nothing that's going to um stop you and there's nothing called i don't have time to do it you will make time to do whatever it is you know what i mean and um but the, the eid wahda actually any i thought of I've, i thought of the idea for a while um it started off in february in 2020 when basically there was a tragic story when a, a girl passed away from undergoing FGM. And come on, yeah, in Osyut, and her name is Nada. May she rest in peace. And basically, she, um, basically, FGM has been outlawed since 2008 with even stricter penalties uh, in 2015, okay? And this is something that's illegal. Female genital mutilation, yeah? Yeah, female genital mutilation. It's illegal. Uh, No religion condones that kind of of act. And and the government is completely against it. 
So what happens is that people do it illegally and they get basically they, they get paid quite well. And that also stems from being uneducated, you know, believing that um, uh, girls have to go through this. If not, then they're going to struggle in their lives and they're going to have like deal with weird like conspiracies um, people came up with that aren't true at all and that don't have any biological backing to the, to these these basic concepts these people made up um so then i basically i i heard about that story that tragic incident and then i was talking about it with friends with family members no one heard about it um it's something that really bothered me because and in my opinion this should have been all over the news you know it is such a big deal yani how can a a girl basically passed away from female genital mutilation and it's illegal and why is why isn't it yani why isn't it everywhere basically yeah um i realized then and there that there is a very big gap between what actually happens on ground and what we hear of and people hear of. Mm. Yani I I mustn't because I'm I've always been passionate and interested in women's rights and what goes on. So and I I literally look for the, these kind of stories like incidences. But people who aren't don't hear about it. Yeah. Best I mean I never women. really heard that many st- stories until like I went on your page and I started seeing you share stuff and I was yeah. like at the beginning it's overwhelming but mm. but when you when you when you follow through you realize how important you, you know just being aware about the stuff is and I think that we often undermine the fact that uh, just showing care and attention is the way forward and getting all the resources that you need pulled in one place because mm-hmm. someone knows someone and this someone's a professional this someone can give a couple of hours a week before you know mm-hmm. it you have a team that is really set to do great things um from the goodness of their heart mm-hmm. and and that's that's a very good point because from the goodness of their heart is what makes such a big difference you know what i mean because there's a difference between and i always say that um you are doing this willingly and passionately for the cause for from from because you really do want to help these these women and girls and between you're doing it as your job and you get paid well you know what i mean yeah and um and there's a very thin line that's the problem between between both but um i realize that in order to understand exactly what's going on I need to in like I need these women and girls to have access to to, to share their survivor/victim uh, stories and the best way to do that was on Facebook after doing research and and um and and seeing like what is the most platform that most people use here in Egypt and it was Facebook um I decided that that's my go-to place and also um to be able for them to share their stories anonymously because a lot of, of women and girls do not want um you know their personal names to be shared and that's that that was my that was my goal and i didn't want i didn't want to segregate and yana for me i i folk i care about those who do not have access to services because they are the ones who need the most help they don't even know uh the any most of us actually don't know our legal rights but 
we can have access. We can we can speak to a lawyer. We have access. Homa Masan, they don't. So in their heads, it's like, Khalos, it is what it is. This is my life. No one's going to hear me out. I can't even vent. I can't talk to anyone. So whatever, you know, when they just live literal miserable lives yeah. where a lot of, a lot even commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even underrated heavily in Egypt, mm-hmm. understated heavily as well. Mm-hmm. So no, I, 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 I really, I can't stress how important this is. And I think Yanni, this couldn't happen without you finding the right team. And I want to really talk about that right now. I want to, mm. I want to ask you how, how much learning did you have to go through? Like someone listening to us right now would be saying, mm. everyone sees the end result, but no one sees the real yeah. cooking when it's happening. What, what, what does it take to build a, a great team? Look, it's really, for me, what it takes to build a great team is when you find, um, when you find others that are passionate and, and, and who really want to wholeheartedly change these, these norms that we've accepted for so long. Um, Taban, you, you go through ups and downs. You can meet people that say, oh, I want to help. I want to volunteer. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then in reality, nothing is being done. You know what I mean? Of course. Or, or Masan, like they're too busy with other things, which is fair <laughs> enough. <That's, laughs> no, the too, is, busy, the too busy thing is everywhere in the world, by the way. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's yeah. And <laughs> how do you find the right energy? Like what, what's, what's one thing you look for when you, when you, are hiring for someone to do important work like this? Like, how does your gut tell you this is the right person versus this is not? Because you've, you know, I've mm. seen the changes you've been through. You mm. started out a little bit wobbly. Now, you know, you've gained so much more momentum. You're on a structure. Mm. How did this transformation happen? Um, it happened because I realized that the person, the people who are with me on my team, and honestly, like, like, I, like right now I have a partner and she's literally my, my, she's like my right arm, literally. Mm. Um, and that's what made us stronger as, as, as a force, because she's very passionate, um, about this and she's experienced a lot and she's been through a lot. Like she's a survivor herself and, there's even though she's she has a full-time job, she has children, there's not a single time I asked her, listen, I need your help with something. And she said, No, I'm too busy. And the thing is, she's we're both very involved with the people that we deal with, even with the all of the survivor uh slash victim stories you receive. So we know exactly what is needed. Because we're very involved within our little group, you know, we're very involved mm-hmm. with what's needed, what's going on. Uh, most of our survivor slash victim stories, they all revolve messing around child sexual abuse. They all mostly revolve around uh, unemployment. They all revolve around the power struggle between parents and children. Uh, yeah. So so we, we're so involved in every single nitty ditty, like, detail that that's how our structure and our whole momentum changed um and where we don't depend on others where we literally depend on 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 each other for everything um yeah and even with the social media with everything where it's literally both of us running the show yeah and because we're involved that's what 
because we're so involved, we know how to cater to what is needed. When you get outsiders, Masalan, they're, they're just for them, it's a job. You know what I mean? Of course. Or it's just, uh, okay, yeah, it's another client or it's another, but with, with something that's so sensitive, um, like, like our basically platform, it's not just a job and it's not just another client. No, it's something where you need to. Someone's life. <laughs> someone's life. Stuff, and, and you like... know, it's, yeah. And it's crazy because one post, uh, could literally change someone's life. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sure, you know, you know, of with course. your, you know, where it's like so, you and no one. And if you're not involved and you know, every detail, then you can, you will not be able to resonate with, with, with the people who basically opened up and decided to share their stories or who are, or who are even following your account. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how, how did social media change? Like, let me, let me just walk through the process of how, someone ideally uses Eid uh, Wahda. So mm. uh, a woman mm-hmm. who has a story, a survivor story, mm-hmm. goes onto the, the social media the social media platforms and goes to the form that is in the link on the bio there and submits her mm-hmm. story. And then you reach out to that woman or you share her story or you see if that woman is still in need of help. And then you create a community around that so that people feel and relate a lot mm-hmm. more to themselves. Is that right? Yeah. But on every... So basically, we collaborated with uh, three different entities. So we collaborated with um, Shazlong. So we provide free therapy to any anyone who needs who needs it or who's, who's willing to start that journey. Okay. So... So that's the, one of the options we offer every single um, survivor story. Uh, some of them are looking for um, legal aid. So we collaborated with Matis Al. And Matis Al is basically a team of lawyers. Um, and you fill out a form and you ask any legal questions you have. So say, for example, um, a woman is... 21 she's getting beaten up by her husband but she doesn't know what steps to take legally what are her legal rights hey about she goes on that on 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 like we sent her taban the link with a promo code so she she gets her answers and for free and she asks um qualified lawyers what her rights are once that's she gets amazing. that answer that's amazing yeah uh, which is very needed in our country mm. um once she gets her answer then it's up to her to decide if she wants to report. She doesn't want to report. And we help her if she does. Um, and then we collaborated also with Naya, uh, where we basically direct uh, survivors who to Naya so that they can provide them with um, jobs because uh, they work with different SMEs so that they could be um, more independent and uh, they could basically be self-sufficient because a lot of women and girls stay in in abusive relationships or households because of the dependency, the economic or financial dependency. Um, These are the the three um, cross-cutting tools that we wanted to provide for all survivors who share their stories. 
At the same time, we also have an amazing uh, gender specialist therapist who has been with us from day one. Uh, when we would receive like three stories literally in a month, but she was still with us. And she um, basically gives her professional feedback on every single survivor story we receive um, so that they, they, they not only get people from the group to, to help them or to advise them, but also by default, by sharing, they will get professional feedback on what to do to a certain extent. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you, you really upped the game there. Remember when we start, when I was just <laughs> speaking with you and we you first started and it was yeah. quite, uh, it was, you were taking on a big challenge and that's what mm. I want to really put out to all our listeners out there is, Sometimes when you start, you just have to start and it's going to be scary. And, you know, you didn't figure all that out more when, when, when we last spoke or when you really last like dived into work uh, when we spoke. And I think that it's very, very, very lightning uh, to my heart to see how uh, things are falling together. And now it makes sense. And, you know, I, I want to direct the, the conversation maybe a little bit towards how have you changed as a person from seeing what you're seeing right now? Like how, oh, wow. has, how has, how have these stories affected uh, the human inside of you? Mm. You know, um, as humans, we tend to live for me, myself and I, and then <laughs> we don't really think about others, you know, and um and then, and Yanni, it made me realize that it's so selfish of me, or it was so selfish of me to have lived, my son, I say I'm 31 now, so say 10 or 11 years of my life after finishing university and all of that, not using all of the graces I have to help those who do not have access to these things, you know? And it made me realize that if we do not do that as civil society and we do not put our foot down and we do not address and tackle issue by issue, no one will. Yeah. And, um, and it just made, you know, I, you know, it just it changed my perspective in a lot of things. It changed my perspective in a lot of things. It opened my eyes um, I didn't know a lot of the issues as, as a nation we were facing. Uh, the most thing that shocked me, my son, was child sexual abuse. Um, wow. It's something that really, really, really got to me because I didn't know that we had, because Ahna, we're, we're a country where there are a lot of, we're not, we're a country where we're supposed to be religious and, and by religion, religion is, should be your moral compass and your moral codes. Yeah. Um, when, when, I, when I read all of these stories of child sexual abuse of Masan, um, a young eight-year-old as mom passing away, then being abused by her father and raped by her father and who has a child with her father... That to me is, is, was mind-blowing. And then all of these different stories of brothers harassing sisters, of uncles telling their, uh, 
nieces come sit on my lap and, and then doing all of these things. And, and even with boys, by the way, it is a, it is a very big issue, but this is something we, we will focus on um, next year because I'm really glad you said that. I'm really glad you said, that. <laughs> uh, you know, this was something that Ehna Summit was saying as well, you know, mm-hmm. sexual harassment, uh, we're finding a lot more uh, of it common, uh, you know, m- more common than we think of. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And, in, in men uh, that for sure they really stay silent and for so long they do because because imagine the social stigma and the reputation and all of that and we we've received a few a few um men who reached out but they were not ready for us to um post it on uh, on no way even though it's anonymous, like even though no we never way. share them, yeah. but they wouldn't, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I, we realized that like my partner and I, we realized that this is a very big issue because there's even a bigger taboo around that, that of because course. you know, and that's the thing. And, and it's something that we really do want to focus on, um, in the next year, inshallah. But, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, but it all stems from child sexual abuse. That's the thing. And, and the thing is, um, it's not really an issue that's addressed. I don't know why. And I don't know how it's not, uh, we hear like, we hear about all these different types of abuse, but if you think about it, child sexual abuse is never really something that's touched touched upon and it's such a big crime it's such a big it's crime huge because, because because the child grows up um you know not not normal from that aspect of life you know from it's a vicious cycle it's a vicious cycle and it's a traumatic cycle and it's something that the child sometimes never heals from or sometimes it always you know haunts him whenever a sexual experience is 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 encountered so yeah i i feel that we yeah i mean what you're doing is more than just helping because it's it's i mean not one-on-one directly helping but it's it's allowing you to be a better consultant for government and much more Mm -hmm. larger bodies and organizations to be able to say hey like this is the data we have we have yeah exactly we have x amount of reach Mm -hmm. on social media Uh, it's Mm -hmm. not just about like and, I, and this is something I really want to put out because so many people starting new initiatives, and I call them change makers, people that actually mm-hmm. go out there and make the change that they want to make. Um, they are much more powerful than they think from a data perspective as well. Yeah. So I just also wanted to point that out. Um, what does empathy mean to you, Mulk? What does, what does the word empathy mean? Uh, mean to you? I, I usually don't ask this question for many people because it'll just get repetitive on every show. But I feel mm. with the sensitivity of the work that you do, um, I'd love I'd love to have your take on on what this. Empathy I, you know, I think being empathetic is when you literally like you cannot because of and like you hear about something, an incident, or a friend tells you something, or is going through something, or. You read a survivor story that really gets you and it just, you feel like your day is masan, like you can't function, you can't deal, it's all you're thinking about. It's, you can't, like you mustn't, for example, for me, I had, so I received a story once I read, I, I, several stories got to me, but there's one specific one 
that got to me. And I had that evening, I had a wedding or something. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to go because in my head, it's like, why the hell am I going to go to some wedding, lavish wedding? And I don't know what, when literally this woman is living in hell. Yani I, that to me is, I know it's on another level, but that to me is empathy. It's when you cannot stop literally thinking about this other person that you have never even met and you don't even know you don't even know her name by the way wow. and it's like yeah and it it's just something that just really affected you and and that yeah yani that to me is is empathy and it's it's something that's lacking in the world <laughs> yeah but it's also very powerful you know and look at what you started and and the change that someone like you is making because of of that i often get told being sensitive is such a detriment mm. to your health and i'm like mm. hey you know that's where boundaries come in and and mm -hmm. and i think that you know for someone like you and me we kind of learned that along the way because maybe for sure none of our parents um maybe they actually were that empathetic but they didn't show how they mm. built boundaries in in a sense where we actually need to know that right now we can't wait 40 years or 30 years to learn that through experience because the work or what we want to do requires us to be a lot more emotionally intelligent right now so mm -hmm. i really 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 can emphasize that more because uh yes you know not having any boundaries will make you a doormat everyone will step on you because you feel so sensed because they will yeah. manipulate that if you don't if you do not put a limit to that that so that's yeah. my next question how do you put how do you put a limit mm. to your to your sensitive side i know you don't maybe prioritize everyone within your inner circle the same or you get a vibe of who is uh real and who isn't but how do you how do you how do you put that wall to protect yourself because you need to and how how, how is it playing about in your mm. personal life as well uh that's a really good question <laughs> look you know anna i'm the type of person where my facade is very different than who i actually am i'm actually someone that if you if you never met me uh, you think that my i i'm like i'm basically really like cold or like I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I always have a wall, you know, where I'm, I'm aggr not aggressive, yeah, yeah, aggressive. I'm, you know, I'm not sensitive. I'm upfront, which I am upfront, but from inside, I'm, I'm very, very sensitive. And I think that I have, like, I'm very impulsive because of, you know, the, the more sensitive you are, the more you react. So you're, you, you basically feel like you need to protect yourself. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, yeah. That's why aggressive people are very, uh, that's why sensitive exactly. people are very aggressive. Because they can't control yeah. and they, that's a defense mechanism. It's not a, exactly. it's not a vile mechanism. <laughs> I think that it's, no, yeah. you really pointed that out well. Yeah. Fab, fab. So basically it took me a while. I, I never, I never like people or see my vulnerable side, but my work, um, made me change in that aspect. You know what I mean? And it made me, it made me realize that being vulnerable does not mean you're weak because in my head, it's like, if you're vulnerable, that means you're weak. 
Um, and I hate, like, to me, I don't know why it's something that's been, that's in, I don't know how it's rooted in me, but I really do not like showing my weaknesses. Um, but now, because of everything I've, I've been seeing and reading and, and dealing with for the past basically six months, which is crazy, it's been nearly six months, I realized that it's, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to show that side, um, even, even to someone you, you barely know, because we all, we can, that's how you can relate to others more. If you're just like the stiff person who's very kidda, then you're not, then that the people in front of you won't want to relate to you because they'll feel like you, you will never understand. But if you actually show your weakness and you show your vulnerability, then that person might ease through, you know, and they might soften up and they might talk and they might um, feel like you will actually understand and you will care. They connect. Um, they connect. They connect. Exactly. Then that's you. I think you wrapped up empathy always wins in a in a really nice <laughs> segment. Like you actually wrapped up the the meaning behind it. So no, I, thank I couldn't, you, Addy. Like, I couldn't have said it better myself, Yanni. I'm really, really, really thank you so proud much. to call you like someone I, I really cherish, Yanni, my sister, my older sister. And I do too. Don't say older. My uh, my <laughs> sister. <Hello. laughs> I, we, and I'm not editing this out. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's I, will, okay. I will. It's fine. Lala, it's but, fine. But, 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 thank you so much. Because I really want to take a moment and and just appreciate appreciate you and appreciate the fact that we have Egyptian. And I, again, I'm biased because I'm Egyptian. But uh, I think that again, I'll keep saying it, Egyptians are one in four Arabs. Um, that's a very yeah. highly statistical uh, representation of any data sample. So I think, yeah, it's very, very, very important to keep showing what Egyptian women are doing. Um, it's funny because more Egyptian women are mm -hmm. making a change happen in the nonprofit or in the purpose-driven yeah. space, I, I, I call that. So I, I couldn't be more proud of you. Um, Thank you. You're going to make me all emotional now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo! This was our episode with Molkito. I hope you guys really liked it. Um, as you can tell, like, yeah, she is my uh, my older sister. Mol <laughs> no, I'm joking. She is my youngest sister in spirit. Age is just a number, guys. Age doesn't mean anything. I mean, just look at the amount of people doing amazing, incredible stuff around the world. The internet truly sees no age, no color, no race, n n n no, no sexual orientation, no nothing. So just want to say a quick thank you to Mulk, um, to everyone listening to the show. You guys keep really humbling me and I wish I could turn this show into a live event very soon. You know, sometimes sitting here and realizing oh the numbers are going up oh the numbers are going down oh like this is really cool oh you guys are really interested in you know this subject because this is getting more views it can get lonely for me but i think that you know closing my eyes and just talking the way i talk like that i feel that someone out there is listening and that someone is you so um Again, I want to say a very quick thank you to you for giving me your time, giving me your energy, believing in this show. It wouldn't work any otherwise. So if you hear this message, just feel free to drop me a DM. Tell me, yeah, I heard it. 
I heard it, man. I heard it on Mulk's episode. Um, give Mulk a, a, a quick also message. Let her know how you feel about the show. Send us your feedback and uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch. We're releasing episodes two times a week now, Wednesdays and Sundays. So yeah, stay tuned and thank you so much. You guys rock. Can't wait to see you in person one day when we turn this whole experience into a live event. Until then, let's stay in in touch and let's stay tuned in and always 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 keep me posted with your feelings with your feedback and with any points of discussion so i'd like to leave you with this one last point as i always leave you guys with in life and in business when you lead truly with your heart and with compassion and with vulnerability empathy always wins.